Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Nine. T-minus eight seconds. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I'm sitting here at the command center in the mothership. Welcome back, Space Cadets. Today, right now, there's an AI robot named Simon on the International Space Station. And it has said its first words between the humans and the AI So they are talking up on the space station with some AI robots. A German astronaut named Alexander Gerst talked with the AI crew assistant Simon during a 90-minute experiment on November 15th aboard the ISS. And according to a statement from the manufacturer Airbus, Gerst, the commander of the current space station crew, woke up Simon. The, the Simon stands for uh, Crew Interactive Mobile Companion. The N at the end is... Simon, the end of Simon, uh, with the words, wake up, Simon. In response, Simon said, what can I do for you? So <laughs> this droid flies around, right? He, he has a little smiley face. He, he looks pretty happy. He looks pretty cool. He's just floating around there as a big circle, It's like a globe kind of guy. And during the experiment, um, Simon successfully found it, recognized Gerst's face, took photos and video, positioned itself autonomously within the Columbus module using its ultrasonic sensors and issued instruments for Gerst to perform a student designed experiment with crystals. So the, um, you know, this AI bot, this, this globe, this sphere with a little smiley face on it has a, has a screen on the front of it, like a little blue screen and it has a, has eyes and eyebrows and a nose and a mouth and it can take pictures and it can take video and it can maneuver itself around And it can give you, you know, it can, it can give you experiments to do. Hey, do this thing. These are your jobs today, you know, and it could give you, or I guess it can give you, or this is the beginning of the robot uprising people. It's happening in space. This robot is taking, no, I'm just joking. That's not happening right now. It, it only weighs 11 pounds, so it's not going to take over anything. And it's a 3D printed robot designed jointly by the German Space Agency, the DLR, uh, Airbus, and IBM. And it works similarly to Apple's Siri or Alexa or Google Assistant, something like that. But it's in space, in the space station. So Simon doesn't process commands, but instead communicates with a ground-based cloud computer. Um, it's, it communicates with Watson, IBM's natural language processing computer. Watson is a beast. Watson 
is super powerful. So if it's communicating with Watson, it has some really good data coming into it. And if Simon is asked a question or addressed, the Watson AI firstly converts this audio into text, which is understood or interpreted by the AI. That's what IBM project lead Matthias Vignek said. And IBM Watson not only understand context in context, but it also understands the intention behind it. So this thing is learning as it goes and it understands not just what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Um, it's a very intelligent AI. So the AI bot provides a tailored answer to the astronaut's query. And the answer is then converted into speech and beamed back to the ISS. Siamese is connected to ISS Wi-Fi network that transmits data via satellite connections to the ground. So Simon is kind of like the first step, kind of uh, if you remember Interstellar, that movie Interstellar, TARS or Hail 9000 from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Simon isn't anything like those guys. Simon isn't anything like those computers yet, but is the initial first baby step towards using AI in space to help all, you know, to help all of mankind uh, further our adventures in space. I mean, this is going to help us out in the future. It'll be able to do, you know, um, chores around the space station. It can move itself around already and it can uh, communicate with crew members. So what it can do next, think about that when they upgrade the hardware and upgrade the software, there'll be ways for it to uh, speak with us in a, a normal tone, you know, not a robot, you know, uh, somewhat like Siri does now, but on a, on a higher level. And, you know, from there, it'll articulate. Maybe there will be some hands involved and some arms and some other ways for it to, to roam around the uh, space station and other space vehicles in the future. But for now, this is the beginner step, the baby step that will bring us all to that point. This is the first one. This is this is the first AI in space. Oh, my lordy. This is going to be pretty crazy. This is it's like a technology demonstration uh, of what the future AI based assistant on the space station could look like. And not only space station, but like I was saying before, other rockets to maybe we're going to go to Mars with one of these things. Maybe we're going to fly out to the outer solar system. You know, maybe we're going to go to Jupiter. Maybe we're going to go out to the Kuiper Belt. I mean, there's so many uses for these things and this is just the beginning stages of all the really cool stuff that's going to happen in the future and i'm so happy i'm so uh excited about all the cool stuff that's going to happen with ai because it's just getting started so the screen on this thing you know like what i was saying before it has a smiley face in the screen it has eyes and a nose and a mouth and eyebrows and it looks like a human face well, not quite human. It looks like a digitized smiley face, basically. Uh, but it can do other things like the screen. Uh, they can use it for data. They can it can show displays of required information. And they, there's also like funny, cute cartoon faces as well. But the required information uh, data for experiments and repairs is right on this thing. So they don't have to like the astronauts don't have to go lug out a laptop because every time they have to do that, they have to flip it open, they have to turn it on, they have to log in, they have to type. So in other words, they could just say something like, you know, Simon, uh, what's the temperature in Florida or <laughs> you know, whatever it's going to be, you know, like, hey, Simon, I need to do this experiment today. What do I need for it? And then Simon could bring up a list of things that they need. You know, that's what's going to happen in the future. And that's, you know, this is the the, the beginner step to this. So. 
All you just have to float up to Simon and ask it what's going on. And then Simon will reply with what they need for their experiments or what they need for their duties. And they're all good for that day. So the astronaut that's working with Simon right now, Gerst, uh, he's going to be returning to Earth soon. And his successor, uh, Italian astronaut Luca Parmitano, is scheduled to fly to the ISS next year. And more than likely, Luca is going to be spending some time with this AI robot and learning and also teaching about it as well. So that's what's going to happen in the near future. Like I was saying before, this is futurology, futurology, futurology. So this is going to be future stuff. We're at the beginning. So happy. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to this podcast. Make sure to hit that sub button. Make sure to um, leave us a rating. We got five stars on iTunes, man. We got five stars on iTunes, five reviews so far, I think. Something like that. Every single one of those counts. Every single one of those matters. And every sub to this podcast, you become a space cadet. You are one of the space cadets. And I appreciate all of you out there for helping support the pod. Just listening to it helps and it supports it. Helps our sponsors out. Helps us out. And uh, yeah, I basically do this for free on my own. On my own time, I do it for fun. And I really love it. I really, really love it. I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for all the support. This is Will from Space News Podcast. Broadcasting at the command center from the mothership. Have a good day, everybody. We have ignition and liftoff. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.